Hi everyone, I am back. I've taken quite a break um, taking care of my mom in this uh, period as she's getting along in her years and needs me. Um, but I'm back and ready to jump back into podcasting and YouTubing. Anyways, um, my um, re most recent YouTube video is now a podcast. It's what you're about to listen to. I've been a teacher for over 35 years now and I started off teaching children with intellectual disabilities. And ironically, when I started working with children who didn't have disability, who didn't have disabilities, I was totally unprepared for it. And I think I was expecting too much. Um, so grab a cup of coffee and sit back and enjoy the podcast. Teaching a bunch of little kids a language they've never even heard of can be really scary. But in this video, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know before you even set foot in that class. I remember my very first ESL class with kids. I'd been teaching ESL for quite a while, but I'd never worked with children before. And this was many years ago, I was young, and that was basically the only reason I got sent in to work with the kids. But I'll tell you, I was not prepared for what was coming. The kids were looking out the window, they were rocking in their chairs, picking their nose even. They were just so uninterested in what I had to offer. And yet I thought I had prepared the best lesson, but it just wasn't cutting it, but why? I knew that kids had a short attention span, but I guess I was just expecting them to have a higher one than they actually had. I wasn't expecting that at all. I had planned too few activities and that lasted too long. And from my experience, what I've learned, um, get older, get wiser, is that you should have less activities that last a maximum of 10 minutes. Uh, another great trick I find is to always have eye contact with them because if their eyes are on you, it's a lot easier to hold their attention and always keep moving around the room. Another thing I wasn't expecting were the different skills that children had with respect to adults or even teenagers. And I'm not just talking about reading and writing because I think that's kind of obvious, but I mean, what about organizational skills? you know, what it takes to actually get the material ready. Um, even just get in a circle to play a game, you know, getting organized. That is a skill that is, that takes time really to, to mature. And it's something that they don't readily have at age six. They still need to learn that. Self-regulation, for example, that's another one. Or impulsivity, con controlling their impulsivity. Um, these are skills that the kids just didn't have. And I wasn't expecting that. And I realized that as I worked with them, sure, learning the language is important and that was my job, but I also felt it was my job that I had to do something about allowing these kids to develop these skills that would eventually help them learn, right? So that's kind of, I guess, where my whole uh, method English is Fun stems from. In English is Fun, we work on teaching the language to children through the development of the natural learning skills. So if you're interested in that, just drop me a line in the comments below and I'll get back to you. Another huge thing I hadn't considered is the motivation for learning a language that kids have. If you ask any adult, why are you learning English as a second language or French, German, whatever, they usually have a reason that is related either to their studies, their work, uh, maybe a personal relationship, or just to enrich their lives. Well, children don't really have that motivation. They don't really decide on learning a language for any particular reason, except to play and to communicate. 
I think another thing you really have to consider is that not all children learn in the same way. Actually, I could go back and say not all people learn in the same way. But when you're working with kids, you really have to keep an eye on this. Some kids are more visual, others are more auditory, others are more kinesthetic. They need to move around. Others really need to get their hands into what they're doing. All of these things need to be taken into consideration by a teacher because if you want to reach each child and make sure that that child understands, you have to adapt to them. It's not the child that has to adapt to the teacher. I think the main takeaway from that disastrous first lesson I had very many, many years ago was that you need to have a plan. You can't wing it. Everything needs to be very well thought out. You have to think, um, you have to consider who you have in front of you, what their skills are, what skills do you want to develop, where are you language-wise? Where are you intellectually? I mean, children are not just unilateral. There's, there's a physical side that is developing, a cognitive side, a social, emotional. There's so much to consider. And I think that's one of the things that I really, really learned and I wasn't expecting um, was the complexity and the beauty of working with kids. Okay, it is your turn now. So. Hit the link below that says icebreakers. It's in the description box. And that is a collection of activities that I use on my first lesson. They are great. I want your first lesson to be fantastic. All you have to do is fill out the form and join my mailing list and get started. All right, thank you for listening. Um, and if you wanna get a copy of, that, um, of those icebreakers, um, the link is in the description box. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.